0: there Dennis Prager with Julie Hartman Dennis and Julie
1: best time of the week
0: that was sweet that was I love it too That's something okay we won't wax uh, about our enjoyment of what we do together uh, it, can, it can start grating on people
1: And for some, it has. (laughs) Yes. And we know. We're aware.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, for those of you who don't know, this has actually preoccupied me. So very recently, and I'm sure all of you, certainly in the United States, are aware of the once in 80-something years, in other words, not since 1939 was there a tropical storm in Southern California, or maybe California. We, we don't get that. I mean, Florida gets it. The East Coast gets it, other places. So people, namely the National Weather Service, the state of California, the county of Los Angeles, it was like COVID. Schools were shut down. Uh, uh, government offices were shut down. People were warned constantly stay home unless it is an emergency this is life threatening i have i have a picture of the notice on my phone well i attended a wedding that weekend the the mornings were for a sunday night that sunday night i i was to attend a wedding which i did the groom told me and he to his great credit he was not you know engaged in self-pity just noted 40 people and I would say the entire number of people there was 100 Mm -hmm. so there would have been 140 40 didn't didn't come because of this hurricane right so now what everybody listening and watching needs to understand is Sunday night it rained in Southern California that's all it did there were no winds
1: not lightning, from from what it, uh, that, my that, part. That's of time. an
0: interesting point, right? And regularly in Southern California, there are heavier rainstorms. It was just raining; that was the entirety. It w- now there were parts outside of LA County where people were knee deep in water. That's also very common. Every so- when there's a, a heavy rain, there's there's some flooding. That's part of life. So. I was thinking oh I was very angry at the forty people who didn't come to their wedding.
1: It's so sad for the bride and groom I mean, God bless them for enjoying their day. Even if zero people show up, you're getting married, it's a it's a sacred, beautiful thing. But that must have been difficult for them. I would be I would be sad and upset if forty people, a large so percentage in show I, I up.
0: gotta tell you, I would pay any one of them money. Good money to come on my show and explain why they didn't go to the wedding
1: were most well in fairness to some maybe they were flying and their their flights were canceled or something but was do you think it no was no no they local? were in,
0: they were in la oh, okay. no 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 and some had already arrived the day earlier nobody flew in that day right that's and the flights were not there was no reason to cancel a flight nothing happened
1: that's true. I was. I, I actually was going to visit my sister on on Sunday. She lives near LAX, and I was watching planes take off and land in the in the rain. Flights were were resume, resuming. They they, they closed, Not even the right word. They, they were going on. Yeah,
0: resuming is fine. They but they were
1: never paused.
0: Oh yeah, that's correct. So it's not the correct word. Okay, I was trying to bail you out.
1: I know. Thank you. I appreciate it. I know you
0: do. Uh, they closed the schools.
1: I know that's absurd.
0: How many parents will complain?
1: Well, you said on your radio show 1%. I would agree, but I actually think a lot more would write emails if they didn't think that they or their children would be penalized for doing so. I think that a lot of parents would fear that they would be labeled as climate change deniers, complainers, not trusting of, you know, the government and its supreme wisdom and authority. You know, uh, these parents would be seen as being hard on teachers who may not have access to transportation to get to schools. I mean, that's honestly what I think would prevent the parent more than anything else from sending an email to the school. And that's, that's a whole problem unto its own.
0: Yes, uh, that is. So my very, very dark conclusion is one I wrote about. I actually read it on my radio show. You read my book, Think a Second Time, my book of essays? Of course, yes. Thank I've you. read all your books. Yeah, you did. Okay.
1: Except Deuteronomy. But
0: Except Deuteronomy. De- yeah, oh, I haven't read that okay. yet. So I, I have an essay in there. I mean, it was. I'm very proud of this fact because I wrote this in the late 1990s, a long time ago. And I wrote an essay about a, an experience I had. In a nutshell, I, I was to give a speech in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, which is on out, a suburb of Philadelphia. And I, so I arrived the day before in, in, in New York City, stayed overnight at a hotel in Manhattan had a rental car, all night, and when I woke up, do not drive blizzard storm conditions. Unless it is an emergency, do not drive. I looked out the window of my hotel room. I remember this so vividly. And it looked to me like there was about one inch of snow on the ground. (laughs) So I remember thinking... Because I still had not yet realized what I now realize. People are so influenced by media that it is more influential than their own experience. Yes. This is critical. This is why it's so dark. So I thought, oh, well, I, I guess it's in New Jersey. It's horrible. Of course, it was a stupid comment because how far is Manhattan from New Jersey? It, you know, one of the tunnels or the or the George Washington Bridge. So. I left three hours early, and I got there three hours early. There was no traffic. Everybody listened to the radio and TV. Mm -hmm. And that awakened me to the ease with which people can be brainwashed. Yes. You are experiencing the opposite of what we're saying, and you believe us.
1: Well, that's the comment that I made. I remember on Dennis and Julie while I was still in college. It's. I remember one day walking in Harvard Yard and this hit me like a lightning bolt, um, a real one, not a government fake one that may or may not have occurred during a fake hurricane. Anyway, I, I remember walking in the yard and going, what people are fighting against, what occupies so much of their time... The money that goes to grants and research projects and, and, and theses at this university doesn't exist. Race, I mean, not that I shouldn't say doesn't exist. Obviously, small amounts of racism in the United States exist. Climate change does exist. Is it the existential threat? But, but think about that. This whole complex of, of thought and money and energy and time. And it is given to these boogeymen that aren't real. The, the the average student at the american college or university who says that they are fighting against racism has never seen it before a day in their lives isn't that amazing and so you're right it, it, people can be brainwashed so easily
0: Against what they see. Against
1: what they see, or I mean, in the case of racism, don't see. Racism is totally rampant. I've never seen it. Wouldn't you think, if if the United States were as systemically racist a place as the left makes it out to be, don't you think we would have met one racist in our lifetime? I have never met a racist in my entire life. Well, I've Literally lived a not lot one.
0: longer than you. The only one I knew was my Your grandpa. I know, you yeah. told
1: that on, on the air. Which
0: was somewhat of a joke.
1: Right, because he treated you said he treated black people beautifully. Right, I have never in my life. Not only have I never met a racist, I've never even like seen. I've never seen a a neo-Nazi holding up a Nazi flag on the street. I've never. I've never even. I can't name one. It's it's absurd. Well,
0: tell everybody what you pointed out to me. Oh yes, brilliant.
1: I think we said this last week, but it's worth repeating. So when I worked for Dennis one summer, one of the things that I helped him out with was going through his massive volume of mail on on email and flagging the most important things. And in all of my days and hours spent going through your mail, which, by the way, was riveting. It could be a show unto its own to talk about the, the messages you get. I never saw a singular racist email. That is amazing because, as I think I said last week, you're a public figure. Forget that you're a conservative public figure. Public figures sometimes attract crazy people who write crazy things to to them. And by the way, you do have those. I, I saw crazy emails that you got, but I never saw one that was racist. Or said anything racist. So my, my, my thing that I said to Dennis was, you know, he's accused of dog whistling all the time to racists. If Dennis dog whistled, don't you think I would see these emails where the people are receiving the dog whistle and writing to you about the,
0: the exchange? A brilliant point. I had never thought of that. I mean, I, it's so foreign to me that I'm racist. I know. That I, I, don't, I don't think about it. But you're, that's proof. If I were dog whistling racism, racists would be responding.
1: Well, this is a really important and fascinating point that people will believe things that are contrary to, as the left would say, their lived experience. They will believe that the hurricane is this catastrophic event, even though they're witnessing light rain. They will believe that racism and homophobia and transphobia is rampant, even though they've never seen it in their lives. And I... I'm trying to to figure out where this comes from. A, it comes from the fact that if you repeat a lie en- enough, people will believe it. But I think it also reflects this in vogue cultural idea that you can change reality. I mean, that's this whole transgender thing. That, that Good point that you and, and so I'll I'll tell you the author of this really influenced me on this, Carl Truman. He wrote a book, The Rise and Triumph of the Modern Self. And I had him on my show to to discuss it. And he opens the book with this line. And he says, The modern age can be distilled into a singular sentence I am a woman trapped in a man's body. He says, Let's look at that sentence. If you go back 80 years and you went to your doctor and said, I am a woman trapped in a man's body, your doctor would say to you, Okay. This is a problem of your mind, and we need to bring it into accordance with your body. Today, you go to the doctor and you say, I'm a woman trapped in a man's body, and it is the exact opposite. They say, this is a problem with your body, and we need to change your body to be in accordance with your mind. So Truman really powerfully outlines how today feelings and your subjective experience trumps everything. It trumps reality. It trumps standards of good and evil. If you feel it and you think it's true, it literally doesn't matter that you can look down at your organ and see that it's a penis. If you think you're a woman, you can change reality all around you to become a woman. So no wonder, no wonder we're seeing this bleed everywhere else, that people will just believe things that, that literally are not in accordance with what's real.
0: I am proud to tell you, at least 30 years ago, I wrote a piece called The Age of Feelings. Oh, We're good. living in yeah. the age of feelings. And I gave as an example, I, I don't know, I'm sure I used more, but I remember one I gave. I said, parents and teachers, when it comes to moral issues, the, their way of raising children is how do you feel about it?
1: Literally, that question is asked. That's the question. When someone is how mean do, to you, how do you feel the, about it?
0: This, was, this is at least back to the 90s, maybe the 80s. New York Times had a piece about values clarification in Florida schools. Notice it's, it's already interesting. Values clarification, mm. not values education. Uh. They clarified the values of the student. The no the facilitator that's what creepy. they call
1: oh the facilitator that's yes, what they oh, call that's the, creepy that's
0: right would oh, so I remember it so well because I excited it so often, so let's say they they would give the example you find a uh, a girl's purse uh, in the hallway at school mm-hmm. what do you do, and some said, well, to be honest, I take the money and i uh, leave the purse or I take the purse or I give the purse back there was no right and wrong it was just that is that is your truth mm-hmm. right that that is how you feel it is not for me to say right or wrong how do you feel about it
1: well what you just said your truth that alongside carl truman's sentence i think is the motto of the modern era and people don't realize the asininity, I think that's a word. I know is. asinine is, is a word. I don't know if asininity is but right. I'm going with it. Okay, yes. good. If Dennis says it is, there's a high chance it is. Right. People don't recognize the asininity of your truth. There is no such thing as your truth or my truth. There is your opinion or my opinion, your experience or my experience, but there is one unchanging eternal truth, which is the truth, not yours or mine. Another thing, too, which is scary, really, really scary, is that there's this cultural assault on reality and on the truth. But it's also being supplemented with the ever-growing pace of technology. And now we do have technology that that really can make you alter your reality. Look at this gender-affirming care uh, that's what they call it, of course. As you point out, it's gender unraveling.
0: Well, destruction. I, I wish we care. had gender affirming. care. Well,
1: right. Of course. That's, that's, that's a my, good point. That's my point. Right. But it's Orwellian because it's the opposite of what it actually is. Right. But obviously, you and I agree that no matter what you do, no matter what surgeries or medication you you take, surgeries you undergo, or medication you take, you cannot change your gender. But in in the modern world, you can get awfully close. I mean, there are there are people who sound like like men. Well, and I just have... read today mm-hmm.
0: that they are uh, giving men—I don't know if they said uterus, but a womb basically—that he will be able that to where they use gestate a baby.
1: No, it's scary. I mean, we're we're heading in that direction where you actually perhaps can get awfully close to changing your gender. If you look at AI and virtual reality headsets, you can literally put on glasses and enter a new world by your own design. You can change the way the streets are laid out. You can change who you enter. You can change the eye color of your girlfriend. I mean, it's the, the point is we're going into this realm of technology that is only going to exacerbate and fuel this assault on reality because it's allowing us to to really change it.
0: See, that is an existential threat to mankind. It,
1: it is. It really is.
0: Climate change is not that. Is
1: AI? I, I have to tell you, I'm, I'm sorry to make it about me, but I, I think I speak for some young people. A lot of young people are oblivious to this, but some of us aren't. I'm t- I'm really scared for my future. Yes, I'm scared about wokeism. I'm scared about China. We've discussed this on Dennis and Julie. I'm scared of AI. Why I'm would scared
0: of AI? I'm,
1: ter- I'm I'm actually terrified of AI because what is the incentive for people to live their lives if they can log on and, and live a utopian life in a fake world? What's the incentive for men to get married if they can have AI girlfriends? We think it's we think we think we're. We think it is bad enough now we are so se- separated and segregated from one another thanks to social media and computers and all that. It's only going to get worse and way worse.
0: Aren't men paying now to relate to an AI yes, a girl? Yes.
1: Oh, yeah. No, they're they're AI girlfriends. I'm 23. I mean, this if this is as bad as it is now, think about what it's going to be like when I'm 33. Well. Or 43. The
0: ultimate will be when they'll be able to design people. I know. And th- and their AI, how will you know who's passing you in the street?
1: Well, I was re- there was an article in the Wall Street Journal review section recently that talked about AI mothers and AI babysitters for your child. So if you and your husband want to go out for a date night, you can leave your baby with the AI robot who will change its diapers, give it its bottle, sing a a bedtime song, read a bedtime story.
0: What does it look like?
1: I I have no idea what it looks like, but the article wrote, it, it quoted this, you know, baby specialists i don't know what they're called I'm calling them baby specialists who said this is you know this may seem like the best invention ever but it's really going to mess up kids development 80% of your adult brain is developed by the time that you're 3 years old and you have millions of again i'm not i'm not well versed in the the diction here but like neural um connections. neuron connections that are made every day by A human being talking to you and taking you out in the world. And it's facilitated uniquely by that human being interaction. Imagine a baby being raised by a robot. What is that baby going to be like when it's a child or adult? Gold dealers are a dime a dozen. They're everywhere. What sets these companies apart and who can you really trust? This is Julie Hartman for AmFed Coin and Bullion, Dennis's choice for buying precious metals. When you buy precious metals, it's imperative that you buy from a trustworthy and transparent dealer that protects your best interests. So many companies use gimmicks to take advantage of inexperienced gold and silver buyers. Be cautious of brokers offering free gold and silver or brokers that want to sell you overpriced collectible coins, claiming they appreciate more than gold and silver. What about hidden? Comm- missions and huge markups. Nick Rovich and his team at AmFed have always had Dennis's back. Nick's been in the industry for over 42 years, and he's established a reputation built on trust, transparency, and fair pricing. If you're interested in buying or selling, call Nick and his team at AmFed Coin and Bullion. 1-800-221-7694. Americanfederal.com. Americanfederal.com.
0: I'm quiet because I know. I, I don't I'm have sorry to sound
1: so to doomsday, say. but we have to acknowledge that this is the direction we're heading in. Elon Musk, um, among others, signed this this petition, uh, along with people who work in AI, saying we have to halt AI, or it's going to get yeah, way out of control. Yeah, the trouble is, we'll
0: halt it, and China won't.
1: I know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. He wanted a timeout to think what has to be done. I'm just grasping at straws. But for example, anything generated by AI must list it or you have violated the law. I'm sorry. What do you mean you must list So for example, uh, this individual is AI. Mm -hmm. This essay was written by AI. This music was written by AI that that must be uh listed of course i don't know how they would catch people though if you have a piece of music written by ai and you say it's written by by joe blow how how do you know if joe blow didn't write it
1: well i wonder if schools may start to go back to in class or or not go back but exclusively only do in-class essays instead of take-home essays because yeah. now take home essays and, you know, you know, what's funny, Dennis. So I was talking with some of my friends from college about this and one of my friends made this comment and I think she was joking, but I, but I also think it was part, ser- she was being serious and she said, oh, we missed it by you know a year or two we could have grown up or gone to college in this ai world where you know you can tell ai to write your essay do your homework etc and we were all kind of again half joking half not joking thinking like oh gosh we, we had to do it the we had to demonstrate our competence we had to do it the real way now all these kids are getting these
0: but are it- they are they doing it i don't know what do you mean are they using chat gpt or oh a something? lot of them
1: are oh yeah I was in a coffee store the other day, and these, these kids were like 12, and they were bragging about how AI did their homework. Really? Yes. Yeah. But you know what, Dennis? Contrary to what other people my age may be saying about how, oh, we, miss, we, we just missed this AI thing by a hair, I am so glad I didn't grow up with this, even if it would have been easier for my homework and my essays. Oh, of course. Because I know I'm a competent individual. I, I know I can write. I can do math I, I can do all the those things.
0: So when they say, I don't know if you have an answer, but when they say uh, AI did my homework, what does that mean exactly? AI did my essay on on Macbeth. Yeah. I, I don't
1: yes, you can write into chatGbt. write me an essay analyzing um Lady Macbeth's inner emotional state in fifteen hundred words. And they'll do it.
0: Right. But if the teacher assigns an essay on Macbeth, right. won't they get at least two identical copies?
1: Well, that's interesting. I don't know AI well enough to answer competently. However, I think that for, from what I understand, you can they can basically come up with new stuff. Or you can direct it, like
0: never... Or edit it. Please a make bit this to make totally it...
1: unique and don't give this essay to any other AI user.
0: <laughs> or or you edit it, which is what I assume. Yes, that you that's change right. a few words. Well,
1: exactly. They they can get you 70% of the way there, and then you just you you edit it, as you say. Oh, gosh, look what at this. What do we have? The robot. <laughs> robot. Child care. This is, was in the Wall Street Journal.
0: Meet iPal, a robot designed to be a child's companion. See, look at that. She is relating to it. Right?
1: Yep. I I I feel so lucky I wasn't born. Well, that's interesting. Recently. She is,
0: and he isn't. He's he's not all that excited. But it may be it may may be sex based, or it may be individual.
1: Don't you feel so blessed? You didn't grow up with that.
0: Well, I, I feel blessed for not growing up with so much of what. I know. Uh, I grew up. It was such a, I didn't have an idyllic childhood, but com, but in terms of America, it was idyllic. In terms of my society. It's
1: sad to hear.
0: The optimism, the cheerfulness, <laughs> the, the taken for granted liberty. I, I've told you, if a kid yelled at another kid, like he would say. And the other kid would go, oh, shut up. Really? Yeah. So the 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 <laughs> the kid, the other, the first kid would say, it's a free country. I could say whatever I want. It was a common phrase we kids would use while playing ball. Wow. Oh, shut up. would get that rejoinder.
1: And they would,
0: wow. It's a free country. I could say whatever they I want. They would
1: recognize it is a free country and no, other countries it, aren't free. It, it, it was a standard, yes.
0: yes. Nobody says that
1: No. No, you're right. Well, I I think a lot of people don't realize how free we are compared to other countries. There's an astounding ignorance. I mean, maybe, and I'm just hypothesizing here, maybe because you were growing up during the Cold War and right on the heels of World War II. So perhaps because of those events, there was more awareness we, we aren't like Nazi Germany. We aren't like Imperial Japan. We aren't like the Soviet Union. Now we don't really have yeah. that.
0: Well, that's true. But we're not that. I mean, it, kids wouldn't say it's a free country. I could say yes. whatever I want.
1: Well, that would be a, a um, it's not true. A conservative they, statement.
0: Yes, that would be. That's like, correct. Like
1: wearing the American flag, a shirt with the American flag on it, is yes. na- is now that's conservative.
0: Cons- that's right. That's exactly right. So I have another uh, issue for you so at my synagogue where I speak every week I gave a very different talk than I usually give and it, it was about evil you, you, you've you got to hear that talk because this I, I, I broke new ground in thought uh, with this issue so I've been preoccupied with evil all my life as you know with, and therefore with goodness so what I did was I read from a book I, I just finished, a six hundred page book by Anthony Beaver B E V O R, a great British historian, and it, it was about the the Russian Civil War. People don't know anything about it, and at least ten million non combatants non combatants died.
1: It's astonishing. Uh,
0: So I read, what I did was, because I wanted to make about six points after the reading. I read from the book various horrific things that both sides did. The communists and the reds, that's the communists, and the whites, the anti-communists. They were both monsters. And the tortures that they invented and ways of killing people... So I read it, I would say, so I spoke for a half hour, and I would say I spent about 12 minutes reading. So it was a very powerful talk, as you will hear. And I got some feedback that people, and they all loved me, so this had nothing to do with anger at Dennis. But uh, among those who reacted, the reaction was Dennis dwelled too long on, on the tortures. We would have gotten it in, in a minute or two. We didn't need 10 minutes mm. of these descriptions. So it's a very interesting question. So let me tell you my thinking. Number one, we owe it to the tortured. Uh, I'm a little annoyed that people have it so good that they can't even hear about a torture. So these people should have undergone it, but nobody in the rest of world history should hear what they went through. I don't think that's morally right. That that moment of queasiness is this? Is a drop? Is it like a peeing in the ocean, as the Hungarians say? It's nothing.
1: What did they say? A peeing?
0: Peeing in the ocean. When they oh. when they want to say you know oh, it I... does nothing it's like peeing in the ocean it's a good it's a great it's a great it is I opinion. have
1: to say it is yeah.
0: so uh, that was one of my answers another is only by and I didn't repeat the same tortures and I and I showed that it was both sides the communists and the anti-communists. I I I think only then do people have an idea of how much people suffered. Mm-hmm. If I'd have mentioned it and then moved on, I don't think it has the same effect. You have any thoughts?
1: Oh, many. I I, I agree with you, and this is something that I struggle with because when I read about people being tortured or or mistreated. I will sometimes find myself having to shut the bar, fast forward because it's so upsetting, and then I feel guilty because I think precisely what you said. I owe it to these people to understand what they went through. I don't have to watch it. I'm lucky. I don't have to look at it. Exactly I don't. Ha- I don't right. have to experience it. But Just the, read it. But at the very least, I need to to read it and listen right. to it. So I agree. This brings me to another point, which. I've actually been wanting to bring up on Dennis and Julie for some time now. And that is that in my observation, few people know how to competently discuss sad things, hmm. especially people my age, and react appropriately to sad things. I was actually having this discussion with a very close friend of mine who, who you know who um, underwent a really, really awful devastating life event when she was 9 death of a family member and she and I were talking about this and she was she was saying what it's like when she tells other people about this event because it will come up um, you know, it's, it's her sibling that, that died. So, so people will say, do you have any siblings? And she'll have to bring it up. Just as with me, it's it's different, but it's, it's a parallel. When people say, oh, you have two sisters, where are they in life? I have to say, well, one is married, one lives in New York, the other one is severely autistic. So I have seen, too, the way that people react to sad or uncomfortable news. And, boy... A lot of people say dumb stuff, and I was talking about this with my friend, and we were going through the reactions that that people have. I have, I have had a lot of people when I say, like in college, and these are well-meaning people, when I say, "Oh, I have a sister with very severe autism." Sometimes people would say, "Oh, cool, cool, cool," You're kidding? No, no, I'm not. That was actually a pretty common response.
0: Cool.
1: Or oh, great. Or oh, great, great. You know, oh, great. It's not great. It's not cool,
0: you and know. Such an unreal reaction,
1: right? Isn't it? And I would always, and, and I to this day, when I tell people, I'm very, I really, it's it's very interesting to see both their physical reaction and their verbal reaction. Cool, great. Um, so you know, not everyone. You know, some people go, oh, you know, that must be difficult. Well, but what is? It?
0: I, I have a certain sense of it. Cool. In other words, it's cool to have Someone diversity. different,
1: yes. Like, yeah, that's, that's what, exactly, you're right. That's what it is. That's what it is. It's a different, you know, kind of person that you're exposed Unbelievable. to. Unbelievable. Yes. And even if people respond appropriately, I notice, and my friend who, who I was talking with about this agreed, people get really kind of flustered and uncomfortable and they don't know what to say. Part of being a mature well adjusted and empathetic individual is to know how to respond appropriately when people tell you bad news. You can't, you have to learn not, not to get uncomfortable. Mature, well adjusted, well, yes. Empathetic M- person. I have to
0: remember that. MWE. Okay. The number of MWEs in society <laughs> is very small.
1: I like this coining the new acronym. Yes. Do you notice that that people, of
0: course, get you,
1: uncomfortable? Well, you got to learn it. That's right. Learn it.
0: So I meet vast numbers of people, mm-hmm. especially at, before speeches at these meet and greets. So how are you? How do you do? Uh, you are here with your husband? Uh, I'm a widow. I I don't. I never let that drop. Of course. I go. Oh, tell me about that. How How many years were you married? Fifty. Wow. That's gotta been a pretty big loss. I mean, they're so amazed that somebody will go beyond I'm a widow. And
1: ask questions. Yes.
0: How did he die?
1: Yes, people don't ask, that's yes, people don't ask follow up questions. Maybe they I think it's because A, they're uncomfortable and they want to move on from the subject. Or B, perhaps they don't want to make the other person uncomfortable but but what people don't realize is that unless the unless the person indicates otherwise, I really you know don't want to talk about it it's too raw. people want to be asked right. questions when, people need right. a witness well to that, their that's pain. why
0: what reason eight four seven three two I hate the left is they make people worse, so for example, it's not the same thing, but it's related. They tell you don't ask someone has an accent speaking English, where are you from?
1: They to... love being asked that question. Who doesn't? <laughs>
0: it means you're interested in them.
1: Yes. Exactly. But the left
0: tells you, don't ask it. it, it, it it's truly sick. When I see, a when I'm in the elevator or, or wherever I'll be, someone's in a wheelchair, or they come up again, meet and greet, take photos with me. So someone's in a wheelchair. I just totally spontaneously go what got you into a wheelchair they weren't born in a wheelchair what got you into address a- the
1: elephant in the room yes and by the way you know the left says and i've heard this too oh it's it's wrong to to ask the 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 person's uh, accent first of all they're, they're so hypocritical. They don't know what they really believe because they also say that it's racist to say that you're colorblind. Mm-hmm. So it's like, wait a minute. Do you want p- people to, you know, igno- like on the one right. hand with race, you want it to be acknowledged. But then with Not race or nationality. nationality, you don't. It's So just want to point out how bizarre that is. But also, isn't it affirming the person's diversity to take an interest in where they came from?
0: It's so obvious that the answer is yes. It's astonishing that they would be opposed. I I, I love hearing where they're from. I mean, mm-hmm. I've never stopped. I don't listen to the left, but people are intimidated. Mm-hmm.
1: But but back on to you the... do
0: that with a wheelchair person, by the way. I. It's a good way of putting it. I'm just curious, what got you into a wheelchair?
1: I don't encounter many people in wheelchairs.
0: Oh yeah, you don't do meet and greets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right.
1: I, I haven't really. No, no,
0: you're right. That's correct. But
1: I'm I'm also very used to interacting with people who are disabled. I mean, my sisters lived yeah. with people of all kinds of disabilities, so mm-hmm. I can't remember a time, but I do feel a lot of ease, and I feel lucky to have that ease mm-hmm. because, as I am arguing, so many people are very very odd when it comes to tragedy. And going back, this is where I love Dennis and Julie for many reasons, but also the, our, our points, which seem unrelated, kind of have this weird way of coming back to one another. I was saying earlier in this show that we now live in an age culturally and thanks to technology where you can insulate yourself from reality or perhaps change reality to reflect what you want it to be. I think that's what's causing a lot of this... Discomfort and awkwardness with regard to sad issues people we live in such an an affluent prosperous society and people don't have to you know you could you can watch. If you're feeling anxious about something, you can smoke a joint, you can watch TV, you can pour yourself a glass of wine. If you don't want to go out and get your food, you can press Uber Eats, get it right to your door. If you're tired and don't want to go to work, you can stay home from work and just log on to Zoom. We live in this world where you can literally manufacture comfort for yourself. And so when people are confronted in a a conversation with a sad Hmm. Statement, they're like, Where's my button? Where, where's my button to make it go away?
0: That's good. That's good. MWE.
1: I, you know, I really. Wait,
0: a <laughs> mature, well adjusted, empathetic, empathetic person. I want them to memorize
1: it. It is so. Whenever I have interactions with people who say it's cool that I have an autistic sister or yeah, it's great. That's
0: mind blowing. It,
1: it, it is, but it's quite common. The thing that I think, Dennis, is I think about when I have children and how one of the biggest things I will inculcate in them is how to respond appropriately because it is su- it is mm-hmm. it's such a it, That is great. It's a weird so when 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 you would tell people that your son had an addiction problem how would they react you say you've noticed this too Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of their lives. He created the Giza Dream bed sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for you. Mike's latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you'll receive 60% off of the Giza Dream sheets that comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. You will receive a set for as low as $39.99. For a limited time with any purchase, you will receive Mike's soft cover book free when you use the promo code. Code Hartman. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use the promo code HARTMAN. Along with this offer, you will also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and more. Call 1-800-566-6745 and use the promo code HARTMAN or go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code HARTMAN.
0: Well, no, I've noticed it in general. Mm-hmm. The, uh, uh, that's why I mentioned all these examples. And I want to get back to my my speech about the Yes, evil. yes, we should. Because I have other thoughts on that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I would say that everybody, it's so common, tragically, having a child with an addiction or, or with some other psychological issue that, you know, there was no, it was not, oh my God, I'm so sorry, or or dismissing it or being shocked it i will say this people are happy for me that he's doing so well uh, that has been pretty uh, close to unanimous so i want i want to uh talk to you about the speech so i i described these you you will you'll you will love this because I drew all these conclusions from the amount of horror in the Russian Civil War, which a nobody even knows about. They know about the Russian Revolution and then World War II. So they don't know ten million. First of all, you are for every ten million murdered, there are tens of millions with horrific suffering. So, like, the others True. did well. I mean, people always forget that. When we say Mao killed 60 million people, do you understand that every one of them had a loved one yes. who suffered horribly? That's
1: a really, really good point. Oh,
0: it, it, it it's beyond belief, the amount of suffering. So, I my next point was, people should read about the communist atrocities. that are indistinguishable from the nazis and and the author to his credit speaks about it like the like the Einsatzgruppen would have Jews stripped naked and then then murder them that the the communists did that in 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 the russian civil war
1: another thing they would do i'm sorry to interrupt you but this when i was in berlin i learned this they would have they would shave women's hair before they killed them that fascinated me why would you go to the to effort stuff mattresses to, well, well, yes, that's true, but what also did you to, hear. No, 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 I, I didn't hear any. I just, oh, to, I just, to my them? to dehumanize Okay, yes, there is nothing, or there's a lot. You know, obviously there's, but one of the most dehumanizing things that you could probably do to a woman is shave her right. hair. Yes, and that's that was the extent. That that just shows their savagery. Well, the, it was enough a, to a, kill.
0: Right, and they all are naked.
1: Yes, they're all. Na- oh gosh, in
0: front of imagine in front of your children and your parents. People don't know the the amount of suffering in the Holocaust. They don't want to know. They're not curious. And, and in they, communist and regimes, to and your and, point. And in communist regimes. So one of my conclusions of all this was the, the success the left has had in only having us hate Nazism. I have mm. a video at PragerU. Why don't people hate uh, communism as much as Nazism?
1: Because they think the intentions were good.
0: And they don't know, both.
1: True, they don't know. They don't know. They they go, oh, yes, you know, well, they won't acknowledge that communism ever did wrong. If you don't
0: hate communism, there is something wrong with you morally. Just as if you don't hate Nazism, there is something wrong with you morally. Agreed. End of issue.
1: Agreed, but I'm telling you what they would say. They would say that at the core of Nazism is evil. At the core core, of communism, it's a good intention manifested wrongly. Uh Uh-huh. That's their their argument. Yeah. I'm just telling you what it is.
0: Good intentions. Right. You know, Lenin was as rotten a human as has ever lived. Lenin justified doing anything you wanted to any middle class, any property owning individual, any of the bourgeoisie. Loot the looters. That was his phrase.
1: You know, it's eerie about that.
0: That's what they're saying today. That's
1: what they're saying. That's, that's I remember. Exactly. This right. is what red pilled me. Twenty twenty. Black Lives Matter. I am watching the people looting on the street. These thugs. And then I go on social media, and there are people going. Uh, they're they're just looting from the looters. They're taking back what's that's theirs. That's right.
0: Yes. So that's Lennon. Yeah. London. He came up with it.
1: By the way, isn't um, isn't it amazing? I was thinking about this the other day, and it made me so sad because it's our greatness is going away the united states not only became the best country in the world but it became the most good country in the world
0: that's right. like we
1: look at china and china well not so much anymore interestingly but china has ascended to heights of amazing productivity and economic development but they're this evil corrupt regime we accomplished both right and that shows, like, I think that's a beautiful kind of divine cosmic thing. It's God showing if you do good, you know, you will do so well both that, materially so and now values I'm wise. Go to my
0: third point that we I We did that. So here, right up your alley. Mm-hmm. Point number three we had a civil war, massive numbers of deaths. But the tortures that I described were very, very rare. Yes. Yes. The commonplace atrocities, everywhere the communists went and everywhere the whites went, that's the uh, anti they raped the women. It was just a given. And the Russian soldiers raped 250,000 German women. We, how, many, how many women were raped in the, in the American Civil War? I don't know the answer, but it, it, it was not the common practice, to say the least. We had a more decent country and you want to know my theory? Why mm-hmm. you'll love this. America made the, uh, a particularly decent country. Remember, it's filled with humans, and a lot of humans are not good. You know what I'm going to yeah, say? Yeah, I do. Sorry. Go I, ahead. I
1: gave it away with. The, it's Old Testament. That's it's right. rooted in the Old Testament.
0: It's the Christian country most rooted in the Old Testament. It's why the Liberty Bell has a has a Torah quote. Torah is the first five books of the Old Testament.
1: Another thing is that in the United States we have taken responsibility to a crazy extent. But we've taken responsibility for what we've done wrong. We we don't hide the fact that that we had slaves and that we participated in the slave trade and that we, you know, some some Americans gave smallpox to the Indians. We we totally acknowledge that and we continue to self-flagellate for those wrongs and for made up wrongs. That unto itself is an incredibly unique thing. Has Russia ever, and I mean ever, acknowledged what it has done under the right. Soviet Union, right. under P- Putin's right. invasion has of Ukraine, Japan. has Japan, has China, has Iran? These regimes to this day will literally never acknowledge that they ever did anything wrong. It's, oh, in the case of Japan, the bomb was dropped on us. In the case of Russia, oh, the West was fighting us in the Cold War, you know, this horrible encroachment. Why does that – why do people just overlook that?
0: They want to overlook it.
1: That's exactly right. They want want to see America become the racist, homophobic country that they say it is. It's a really awful thing, Dennis, but I am convinced that a lot of people, when they see a – a very rare act of racism, which, to your point,
0: a lot of the
1: time are, are hoaxes. Yes. I mean, there are a lot of race hoaxes. Let's well, just Jesse Smollett, the the, the college, the N word on the door. I mean, there's a lot of these. But when people see stuff like that happening, I think there's a large contingent of Americans who are happy.
0: I couldn't because it with confirms you
1: more. their. It, it gives them even more of a reason to be, you know, morally superior and and bring about their leftist agenda. That is sick. That is sick to put it lightly if you if you are smiling, gloating internally about an act of evil because it helps your agenda.
0: So PragerU is now used in Florida. Mm-hmm. Teachers are allowed to use it. Every single left-wing major medium, New York Times, Washington Post, Miami Herald, CNN, NPR, NBC, and, and every uh, leftist... Uh, you know SPLC Southern problem. they they all chimed in about how terrible Prager U is. One of the examples they give is uh, Dennis Prager is a hater. For example, usually they don't give an example, but what they do it's often this: without any substantiation, without any proof. He wrote that if you see a uh, a noose or the n word on a on a black student's dorm door, the odds are a black student did it.
1: There's a lot of evidence for that assertion. Wait, wait,
0: wait. I my article on it. They took it from my oh, article. Had the had the had instances. eighteen examples, and I wrote, if you can provide eighteen examples of nooses or n words. Done by white supremacist students
1: in the past twenty years, yes, sixty in years same, yeah. in the same in the time same time frame. period.
0: Then I'm wrong, but they never provide any, any, and then they say uh, De- Dennis Prager without any substantiation. But I wrote here's my substantiation. Here's eighteen examples. Give me eighteen of the other.
1: As you say, truth is not a left wing no, value. It is not.
0: It is exactly right. So. Back to my my speech about the evil in Russia.
1: should we link link it for people who may well have- I,
0: I I haven't put it up because it's, it's given at my synagogue mm. so I don't I haven't put those up. I should maybe I do. I'll ask Alan. okay so uh, oh yes, uh, number four or number five of my big big thoughts on the horrors of the, of the Russian Civil War.
1: 1917,
0: by the way. 1917 to only really 1920. Mm-hmm. Some dated to 23, but it's really till 20. And so I say, if you read this, I mean, or read about the Holocaust, or read about Bow, I mean, there's so much, and you, you still think people are basically good, you are a fool. And I said it in my synagogue talk. And for all I knew, there were people there who believed it. And you might—and I said, you might be a very nice person, but you're a fool. And you've decided to become a fool. So here's another thing. Who believe people are basically good would be a great question. Does the average uh, person in a third world country, do you think people in Ecuador uh, or others where there's, assassinations regularly
1: infanticide incest yes rape right.
0: you think they do it is people living in basically decent countries who have decided to become naive oh my neighbor here in madison wisconsin treats me beautifully people are basically good well you're an idiot
1: as i said on this show ideologies are as much Luxuries as the finest jewelry and cars and vacations.
0: We, here 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 good line.
1: We think of we think of items as as luxuries. Ideologies are luxuries too. It is a luxury to be a leftist. It is a luxury to be frankly I'm sorry, a libertarian. Oh, let's just legalize drugs. Let's sell cocaine at Walgreens as many libertarians in all seriousness argue for. Let's open our borders and have one global community. You have to be such an affluent, privileged person to think that will work. God, you I have thought to have average,
0: a... average, privileged. Oh. I didn't think prick was going to be followed by village. Oh, the... you... <laughs> really? Yeah, Sean, Sean also was expecting.
1: Hey, when I called, when I... A
0: word that rhymes with stick.
1: Yes. <laughs> no, you know what? I don't say prick or... I I'll, I'll usually just go for the jug. I'll usually just say like a hole or something. Uh huh. I don't. I'm not refined well, enough that, to use yeah. a middle ground it's, it's, word it's like. Funny prick. that you
0: said you go for the jugular. I'll say a hole.
1: Oh gosh. We're really uh, confusing
0: would... our forms of, uh, of bodily parts. Anyway, uh, you, you're you're right. That that the look the 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 quintessence of privilege is that you could make over $100,000 as a DEI administrator at Stanford.
1: You had the best line. Dennis recently interviewed Carol Swain, who, who... I said it to you, Dennis right. a million times. Your ears are going to start bleeding, but I have to say to the audience, she is so great. She is. She's brilliant. She's she's good. She's right. a, I mean, right. she's, she's a great. Special, very special. And you, and she wrote this book that you were publicizing on your the show, The
0: Diversity of Diversity, the
1: adversity of diversity. And Dennis had this great line, and I don't know if you meant it as a joke, but I want to know the real answer. What would these people be doing, these oh, DEI directors, yes. if they weren't getting paid hundreds right. of thousands of dollars to? Do do nothing like what what would they be doing they're talent
0: free human beings they 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 they're equipped to do nothing who
1: contrive grievances that's correct that, because
0: with no grievances they have no raison d'etre
1: let's take a moment can you imagine what victims of the holocaust or of all, all the victims of communism or just the the, the 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 female victims of the ayatollahs and the mullahs in iran all of these people around the world who truly truly suffer and and brutally so can you imagine what they would think if we told them in america people contrive grievances and get paid
0: yeah that's
1: right they contrive grievances so that they'll get paid life is so good for them that they make the greatest suffering proof
0: of how little racism there is is how many hoaxes there are. Yes, that's the greatest single proof.
1: And as, as we said earlier in the episode, your everyday life. If look, like I'll give I'll give a good counter example. We talk a lot about how crime has become a problem, and homelessness has become a problem. You know how I know that that is true? I go out in my everyday life and I see it. I see homeless people on the street. I've 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 seen people robbed from stores. I've seen, I've seen glass, you know, in the Third Street Promenade because someone, you you see it in your own life. I, as I said earlier, I've never seen racism. I've never never seen a homophobe. Never seen a transphobe.
0: Well, I, I
1: N- literally so never.
0: With all, only respect, I relate the following. Over the course of years, black callers have called me to say. You know, Dennis, I listen to you, but I got to tell you, you're, you're all wrong about the racism. You, you don't know you're not a black man. I'm a black man. You know? And then I, I experience it every day. So without, and i and I know me, without trying to trip him up or catch him, pure, genuine human curiosity, I say, you experience racism every day? So give me an example of what happened yesterday. In every single case, they go, "Oh, well, not not yesterday, okay?" in in the last week. And the the, the worst answer I got was a a checkout lady was rude to him. As, as if he knows... Chicken ladies
1: are really rude right. to me no, no, sometimes. well Well,
0: exactly. I mean, how do you know it's because you're black?
1: Right. Well, that was the whole thing with, with George Floyd um, and his and his death, you know, when people were were immediately saying that it was race-based. Is it possible for a white person to do something bad to a black person and have it not be race-based? They don't even consider that that, that, that might be an option. If, if someone is rude to a black person, oh, it has to be race-based. What if, what if that person's having a bad day? What if that person's rude to everyone that they encounter?
0: It's Julie, I have a story that you don't even know, and you know m- much of my life stories. You will love this. So one time in my previous incarnation, in a previous marriage, I was with my then wife and my, and my, uh, my uh, boys. In the car, and we—the w- three men were wearing a yarmulke. We had just attended a religious uh, uh, event, and uh, a bunch of young guys in a car passing us started screaming epithets at us. You effing! De, 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 de.
1: Oh, yeah. anti-Jewish epithets. No, no, just cursing oh. us out. Oh, okay.
0: Just cursing us out. So I, I looked at my, my wife, and I said, oh, well, I have finally experienced anti-Semitism in, in, in America. And I followed the car, their car. I sped up. I wanted, to, I wanted to at least have them think they weren't getting away with it. And what happened? Within a minute, they did the exact same thing to another car with no yarmulkes on. They did not scream at us because we were Jews. But I had every reason to assume it because we were wearing yarmulkes. Mm. I suspect a lot of blacks have a similar experience. They think it's because of their skin color. Right. But it may not be.
1: Don't miss the most inspirational movie of the summer, Briarcliff Entertainment's The Hill, starring Dennis Quaid, in theaters now. The true life story of professional baseball player Ricky Hill. Growing up poor in small-town Texas, young Ricky discovers his extraordinary ability for hitting a baseball. But with leg braces and a degenerative spinal disease, the major leagues were just a dream that could never be. Courageously, he risks it all. Defying his father's wish to follow in his footsteps to become a pastor, Ricky tries out for a major league scout. Pushing hard to overcome his disability, he goes on to become a baseball phenomenon. Some dreams are unbreakable. The Hill, starring Dennis Quaid, Colin Ford, and Scott Glenn. The true inspirational story about faith, family, and a baseball miracle. Don't miss The Hill, rated PG in theaters now. Get your tickets. Well, also, the left comes up with these truly absurd things like don't ask people about their accents that convince people that there's this insidious, hidden, clandestine, ever creeping racism. Like for instance, I learned in college that it is a microaggression to say that a black person is articulate. And so when you're told enough by the left, if someone tells you as a black person that you're articulate, they really have this rage at you, or they really think that it's an amazing thing that you as a black person are articulate, you're going to find you're going to find it. You know? Like y- you you just are. You're 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 going to right, it... like
0: like Larry Elder who is uniquely articulate. He really is. So if you say to Larry, you're uniquely articulate. You are really articulate. Well, especially uniquely. Uh, that's yeah. like a double microaggression.
1: <laughs> oh, it's I'm I'm unique cuz I'm black? I'm uniquely articulate?
0: I'll tell you a uh uh I will tell you, though, a synonym for articulate black, conservative.
1: <laughs> that's true. Well, you say happy, happy,
0: ha- happy b- black. Happy yes. black also. That's correct. Yes. But it's true for almost anybody. I mean, when I think of the conservative roster, what we call public intellectuals, where are theirs?
1: Yes. That's so true.
0: I always think of that. Yes. So they would okay, say, um, if I may include me, okay? I won't be I won't play false modesty. So Jordan Peterson, Ben Shapiro, Dennis Prager, Michael Knowles. Candace Owens, Candace Owens, Larry, Owens, Larry Elder, Elder, Tom Sowell, Tom Sowell Clarence Thomas. Yes. Where are where is their equivalent?
1: They would say Cornell West. Um
0: Wait, uh, Dave Rubin. I mean, I, know, I, I always I feel bad at who I left out. Of course, I because mean, there, there are, are so many. many.
1: There are so many. They would say Cornell West. Um, I don't know. Ebra That's right. You're no, right, no, no, Sean. No, yeah, but Ibram X yeah, Kendi. Yeah. That's a good Robin DeAngelo. Okay,
0: no, no, no. Right. Um. So.
1: Oh, who's that woman? So how about Gloria Steinem?
0: This? I'll prove to you that that they don't hold a candle to this group. They would never debate anyone in that group.
1: Well, you just listen to them for five minutes and then compare them to Larry okay, Elder well, for five that, well, minutes. Well, that's right. Exactly. And yes. Also, what I thought you were going to say is that if you look at, I love to call it the the modern canon of conservative thinkers, at least for me, the, the ones that have influenced me the most and the ones that I think are the most cited are Clarence Thomas, Tom Sowell. And oh, black. Black. Like, no, seriously.
0: <laughs> I know. At
1: least at least for right. me. And I know, I mean, these. Yes, that's uh, there correct. are few people who I think are higher in intellect than that's Clarence right. Thomas and Tom Sowell. Right. White, black, male, female, anything. That's right. Those two individuals who happen to be black, I that, don't think that right. there's anyone that beats them in intellect I and character. I couldn't
0: agree with you more. And,
1: and I- everyone, everyone, every conservative knows who those two people are.
0: There's a genius behind you.
1: Oh yeah, this is this right? is the liberal canon. Right, tells you everything you need to know.
0: Well, she is no dummy, but she's not deep. Hmm. See, but, well, right, and, the and wisdom, no component Isn't yes, there. yes, the wisdom component. That that's the issue. I don't. I never contend leftists don't have brains.
1: Oh, a lot of them are actually yeah. are very smart. <laughs> yeah, but
0: but it, it's, it's it's useless.
1: Know a lot of facts, but they're not applied well.
0: Yeah. Well, they don't even know a lot of facts. They, they don't, they don't, they don't know about communist evil. And if you don't know about that, what do you know? What is more important to know than good and evil? And I know you resonate to that. This is one of the many reasons I adore you. And if that annoys our listeners
1: well good and evil you've really
0: <laughs> am i wrong in saying it annoys our listeners well it already is I'm, it already uh, is I'm, I'm 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 hypersensitive from the earliest shows where i know where we would you know it doesn't matter
1: good and evil but, is yeah. the is the color that color sorry that's not very eloquent but is the color that illuminates everything
0: everything every literally what everything important and and even to god which is another discussion for dennis and julie
1: to to end what
0: does god most care about right i'd like to ask that to people
1: well you know and this is why i love the torah and you've really alerted me to this think about moses the guy that god exalts to reveal his moral code the ten commandments moses had a stutter Yeah. The guy who, that's an amazing thing. The guy who's going to verbally convey God's word had a stutter. That's God's way of saying, I don't care that he had a stutter. He's a good person. And that's why he's my vehicle. Noah, the most righteous man on earth. That's why he was saved. He and his family was saved on, on the boat. It's not because he was the handsomest. He was a minority. He was a man. He, you know, grew up in Compton. It was, he was the most righteous God it doesn't practice affirmative action. God,
0: handsomest. handsomest? She said, hands- "What did I say?" Why well, she said handsomest. Yeah, but it's more handsome, right? it's not handsome. No, handsomest is fine. Yeah, handsome. What was the other one?
1: asininity I realize no, 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 is a no, word today. Is a I word. know. Absolutely. Is handsomest
0: a word? Yes, it is. Of course. Can I end on? on Sean one? is the handsomest guy in the studio. <laughs> There he goes. So, now he thinks it's a word.
1: I want to end just because it's been bothering me since literally the minute we opened the show when I said it's a hi- Dennis and Julie's a highlight of my week. I want people to know when you and I, and I feel comfortable speaking for you, when you and I say something like that, we don't mean it as a brag or as a boast. Like we love our jobs. This is so fun. No. I I've been That's contemplating right. this, and this is a Dennis and Julie episode unto its own. It's better in life, you're a better person if you love more things than hate things. I know that sounds really obvious, but especially in the United States, we focus so much on what's wrong. And what, I, like, I like being able to say something, being an example, I enjoy something, I'm a happy, healthy person. Because all we hear is complaining. So that's, that's at least my reason for saying stuff like that.
0: That's a good one. You're a good soul
1: handsome handsomest
0: there you go good looking nice looking attractive personable striking excellent at engineering
1: and of a man it says of a man google yes. google is right not with the time
0: second one is of a number or sum of money <laughs> oh <laughs> that's a handsome sum that's, so- that's the handsome handsomest sum. sum of money I ever saw. <laughs>
1: You can reach me at julie at julie-hartman.com. I'm not even going to bother asking Dennis what his social media is, but I'm sure he knows it at the Dennis Prager. You can follow me at Julie R. Hartman, and Dennis and Julie premieres every Monday on this YouTube channel at 1 o'clock Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern.
0: Fight evil.
1: Fight evil. Shalom.